Hello and welcome to the Shaping Spirit podcast. My name is Cyril War. And my name is Brian Roig. And we're just two guys from California who uh, accumulated a lot of academic degrees and we've traveled the world and studied world, world spiritualities and we're bringing it all right back here to you so that we can grow together from, uh, from digital to spiritual. <laughs> and the topic of today is drum roll. Giving is not seasonal. And we thought, is not seasonal. Yeah, we thought this would be appropriate given the fact that here it is the holiday season, traditionally in Western countries. And uh, Cyril, you and I were talking about this offline. We're like, hey, why, why does everybody think giving is seasonal? It's not. Giving should be a year-round thing because ultimately the more you give, the more you get. So we're here to take a deep dive into actual giving on a spiritual level and see what we can uh, unravel here. So what well, do we you, got, man? You, well, you mentioned a really interesting little word here, or two words, no, three words. You said mm. on the spiritual level. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so we were talking about, remember yesterday we were like, well, wait a second. If we come back to the, to one of the main themes of this, of the, you know, of the Shaping Spirit podcast, namely that, you know, we are not matter, but we matter. We are not our bodies, right? We are souls. We're mm -hmm. units of Of, of consciousness, if that's, if that's the fact, right? Mm -hmm. If that's who we really are, if, if each person is actually a soul, right? And not their physical bodies, then the question of giving, you know, takes on a whole new valence. because, like, who are we giving to and what are we giving to the other? Right. Right. What, what do you think? I, I agree with you. I, I, I think uh, we have to look at this on a, two ways, on a horizontal level and a vertical level. What I mean by this is how we are engaging each other on a material sociological platform and also on a vertical level, which is much deeper, right? Where we're ascending spiritually and how we're sharing spiritually and giving spiritually to somebody else. Uh, one thing I, would, I do want to caution our listeners about is when we are giving spiritually, it has nothing to do with necessarily giving religiously meaning we are not imposing our religious views, our flavors on other, okay? What we are doing is when we are sharing spiritually, when we are giving spiritually, that has to do with basic universal values, right? Love, compassion, empathy, time, you know, uh, encouragement, upliftment. The, these are the values that we should be considering in terms of spiritual giving. What are your thoughts with that? Mm. Well, you make me think of a song by Barb Marley. Hey, we haven't we haven't quoted pop songs. I mean, popular culture <laughs> songs a few, for a while it's, here, it's man. It's been a few episodes. I know <laughs> we're losing it. So you might as well start there's with a, good old Bob again. There's a line in um, in his song called "Pass It On," mm -hmm. which I think he's referring to "Pass On the Joint." But there are <laughs> there are deeper. There's deeper meaning in the song, at least in some of the lyrics, and especially one line, which I, I really, really, really love. Mm. And it's not him who sings it. Like that particular line, I think, is sung by a woman or by a band member, a guy who has a, just a different voice from, from Bob Marley. Anyway, the line goes like this. Live for yourself and you will live in vain. Live for others and you will live again. Right? 
That's nice. That simple line, live for yourself and you will live in vain. Live for others and you will live again. In other words, you'll live again in the kingdom of God. You'll, you'll, you know, you'll, you'll live in, in, in transcendence. You'll, you'll attain, you know, salvation, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Do you like that? I do. I like that a lot. I think that it, it oh. really helps you focus on being selfless. You know, when we are developing our, our, our spiritual path, there's a certain amount, of, I, I'm sure you would admit, there's a certain amount of selfishness we need to have, right? Our spiritual selfishness in terms of we are protecting ourselves, we're growing for ourselves, we're born alone, we die alone. Uh, so our focus is how do I save myself? How do I develop myself spiritually? But then as we start to ascend spiritually and we start to develop, we start to kind of have this sense of more creative compassion from within. And that's when we are able to start going from that spiritual selfishness to an unlimited amount of selflessness, selfless love. And that, that type of outpouring and outreach is what creates bridges to developing others spiritually. So it made me think, yeah. I'm, I'm actually right now I'm typing, um, there's this. I, did you ever read this prayer by St. Francis, <clears throat> or supposedly, where he goes, Lord, make me an instrument of thy peace, right? Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, let me sow pardon. Where there is error, truth, where there is doubt, faith where there's despair, you know, let me bring hope, where there's darkness, let me bring light, mm. where there's sadness, let me bring joy. And, and this, this, one, this one's great. Oh, divine master, grant that I may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, mm. to be you know, understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. And then here we go, for it is in giving that we receive. Yeah. It is in pardoning that we are pardoned and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. I mean, this is deep stuff. Yeah, so sweet. It is, yeah, that's uh, very profound. I think, and you know, for anybody who does not necessarily read that type of thing, you know, when, we're, when we are sharing these types of um, little tidbits of spiritual nuggets, uh, it's for everyone. It's not meant to be denominational or partisan or anything like that. It's just whatever we necessarily find inspiring off the cuff, we're here to share it. So if there is a particular, I would highly encourage our audience also, if there is some particular spiritual quote that you like or somebody that you find uplifting, share it with us so that we can share it with the rest of the listening audience. We don't care what the denomination is or anything like that. Yeah, we take pride in a a very sort of non-sectarian approach to to universal principles of spirituality. Yeah. You can write to us to uh, the shape, um, Shaping Spirit podcast <clears throat> at gmail.com. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm sorry, I'm having some asthma. That's why I'm coughing. Please forgive me, guys. But yeah, Shaping Spirit podcast at gmail.com. I like that a lot. I mean, you know, every single one of those touch points there reflect in daily society, if you think about it. I mean, there's so much uh, personal attention that most people want. You know, it, it's, it's always like, pay attention to me, listen to me, 
do this for me. It's very challenging to turn around and say, well, what can I do for others? Right. The culture of entitlement, yeah. isn't it? it? And I think it's getting worse. I don't think it's getting better. Yeah. Um, this concept of serving others through love is kind of You lost. just touched on, a, on a, such an important point, <clears throat> this notion of, of serving through love. And I'd like to posit the, the premise or the possibility, right, the theological possibility that we as conscious souls or as, you know, individual units of consciousness, we have an eternal function. Like we're eternal, first of all, right? Because we're, we're spirit. Mm -hmm. So that means like we never die. We actually live forever. We're eternal, theoretically, right? Mm -hmm. and, and building on that, what if, what if the function, the actual function, the actual, you know, ontological function, like default setting of each unit of consciousness, you, me, everyone who's hearing this, this show right now, everybody in the universe, and we're talking, I mean, at least on planet Earth, and I'm not even talking about, you know, units of consciousness in human bodies. I'm talking about, you know, trans speciesism here, like trees and birds and <clears throat> plants and, and animals, if each one of those, if each one of us as spiritual beings, you know, living a material experience are hardwired eternally to, to be of service to others, to give to others. If, if, what if that is our like original, you know, ontological position, right? Mm. Then, then you're, you know, the, the title that we came up with, you know, serving, or what is it? You know, being, what's the title again? Huh? For, for this podcast? Yeah. Giving yeah. is not seasonal. Right. So <laughs> if, 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 our, our, if our constitutional position, let's say, is that of giving, mm. right? Because giving and serving, serving and love is the same kind of thing. If it's all about giving, then, then definitely, if, and if that's our like foundational, fundamental, you know, position like in the universe forever right then then it's definitely not seasonal and and the illusion kicks in when we start thinking oh it's only i'm just gonna you know i'm just gonna give occasionally mm -hmm. what do you think yeah uh you know it, it's it's interesting the highest level of ecstasy i would say most people feel while they are alive, is love. Giving is love. Would you say love? Love. Giving and sharing love. You know, uh, I, have you ever read the book Five Languages of Love? No. I think you told me about okay. it one time. Okay, it's, no. it's a great book. And the reason why I bring it up, uh, and I highly encourage everyone to read it, is because it categorizes people into different love languages in terms of how they need to feel loved and how they receive love and how they express their love. So I think I, I could be wrong because it's been a while since I read the book and took the test, but off the top of my head, it's like um, gifts, acts of service, uh, words of affirmation, quality time and physical touch. So those are the five languages of love. So everybody has at least one of those. Typically it could be, uh, one that's more dominant than the other four um, or two. Like, for instance, when I did it, and every time I've taken the test, there's two of those that are very dominant for me and all the rest are nothing. 
So how we engage people should be based on how they need to receive things. You know, we cannot just force our will on somebody. As an example, let's say you're constantly trying to give someone gifts, right? This is the season, right? So Amazon is happy with everyone right now because they're buying and buying and consuming gifts because, quote, this is the season of giving. But one, if you're trying to show your love and appreciation for somebody and gifts don't resonate with them in a sense of giving. One, if that's the type of person that just needs to spend time with you. They just want to sit down and talk and just have some quality time. Are you ready for that? Are you ready to give on that level of quality time? Or is it like, you know what? The best I can do is just buy you a pair of socks. Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. Whatever it is that you celebrate. Happy Eid. Whatever. And here you go. Happy New Year. And uh, see you next year. Right? It's such a temporary it's like the thing. doctor. It's like the doctor who, it's temporary, right? It's like the doctor who, who gets a client and the client says, you know, the, the patient says, hey, I'm suffering from, a, from an ear infection. And the doctor says, you know, I really care for you. Here, here's some throat medicine. Yeah. And it's like, no, no, you don't understand. Like, uh, my ear is hurting. Yeah. No, but yeah, I know, I know. But here, this, this is what I want. I love you. Here, here is throat medicine. Yeah. Take this. Yeah. And it's like, no, it's not helping me. Exactly. Yeah. So I think we have to be very aware of what we're doing. And, you know, if we're going to be inspired by this supposed, and I put in quotes, season of giving. And I find it very interesting that all of a sudden, like, how did, I don't know the history of how people came up with culturally the winter time, the dead of winter, to start giving each other presents and be like, okay, here you go, I love you. <laughs> it's really weird, maybe because it's so cold and they feel like, you know, in most places, winter time is cold. And so they go, oh, well, this will make you feel better if, you, if you, you get a present. I don't know. I think it's a little odd, but whatever. I mean, hey, I'm not going to lie. I, you know, celebrate Christmas with my kids and we have a good time. But, uh, you know, it, why it went to like a particular time schedule. And really, in my opinion, it, in a sense, it cheapens out the concept of giving. Because again, we shouldn't be focused on giving somebody presents right? Give your time, give your ear, listen to somebody, give your empathy, give your compassion. Um, and for a lot of people, I think that's going to be a tall order. Wouldn't you agree? I mean, if you're not spiritually sound, it's going to be very hard to have that type of compassion and empathy in order to truly give somebody what is required for them and what they actually need and desire. I think your point comes back, brings, brings at least me back to, to the other thing that we hit on. And that is that unless, unless our cup is full, right, and even overflows, that overflow of a full cup in terms of being, you know, in the, in the presence of the sacred, in the presence of the divine, you know, being connected. Did you know, by the way, that the word yoga, from what I heard, like the, the, the etymological sense of the word yoga has to do with being linked, yeah. being connected. Yes. And some people say it's like being connected to the divine. Yes. Yeah. That's cool, huh? Yeah, it's very cool. So being in a state of yoga or being in a state of union or being, you know, having our filled, our, our cup filled or our, our soul being, you know, 
whatever, in touch with, 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 with the Holy Ghost, and so, no matter how you say it. The point is, in order for that, um, that selflessness to manifest, you know, you gotta, you gotta make sure you're, 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 you're putting fuel in, in your, in your spiritual car, mm -hmm. right? Absolutely. Because you asked the question, like, how do we do it? Well, I think that's one way. Yeah. Because I don't know, I don't know how long you can, you know, you can burn a, what is it like, burn a, burn a candle from both ends, or you're like. You know, you, 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 wore, you wear out your, your soles, the soles of your shoes to the point where it's like there's no more soles. You're just like it's your skin against the, against the pavement. Yeah, there's nothing there. So <laughs> there's nothing there. Like, did you ever play Monopoly? Yeah, of course. I loved that game. Remember when, when you go back to, um, when you go back to the home base or what, what, how do you call it in English? I think it's just home. You just go back to the home, home yeah. And when you go back home, you get twenty thousand dollars, right? Or something. I think it's two two hundred dollars. Go pass. Uh, what is it? Pass go and collect two hundred dollars. I think they call exactly. it a go or something. I, I don't remember. It's been so we gotta go. We gotta collect. You know, we gotta go back to source. We gotta go back to root. Mm -hmm. You know, regularly. You know, fill up and then go out again into the world with love and 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 be able to radiate that um, that grace. You know that grace of selflessness and love towards others, but 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 I think that it's really hard to do it without regularly coming back to source and filling up again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you agree? Oh yeah. I mean, I think that's where people just become depleted. And, mm, depleted you know, is a great word. And you hear people saying, "Oh, I need something to fill my tank." or I need to do this, I need to do that, I need to go out with my friends and do this, or I need a glass of wine, I hear somebody say, oh, I need a glass of wine, that's the only thing that I can do to recharge myself. Well, that one I think is a little odd, but okay, whatever, I'm not going to judge. Um, but this concept of recharging, like a rechargeable battery, I mean, I know now the big kitschy thing with people is like these electric cars, they don't run very far until you have to charge it back up again, right? So you got this vehicle, you have to charge it, plug it in, like you're saying, plug back into your, your, you know, your divine source of inspiration, whatever that may be, and recharge yourself in order to make sure that you are not in this seasonal mode of giving and it's a year-round you know, mode of giving, right? Exactly. It's a year around um, symptom of perhaps what is, like I said earlier, our you know ontological deep down nature, our you know our default settings as as beings. Yeah, it's uh, you know it goes into a very uh, deeply complex theological topic of you know the nature of consciousness and. What is it meant to be? Is it all the same? How is it differentiated? You know, and we were, obviously we're not going to get into that today, but just on the baseline level with what you're saying, you know, if it's like it, everything is designed with function, right? One of the, the clearest examples in terms of somebody saying, well, how do you know there's something greater exists than yourself? Well, an intelligent design naturally implies an intelligent designer. 
and it's clearly obvious that we are designed for love and we are designed for giving because the function of our physical anatomy, the function of how, let's say as an example, a man and a woman unite physically and then create children and how they give to those children and how that pushes through in the world. Everything is based on a, as a function of love. It's all functional loving. Hmm. And so I think it's, it's very clearly implied with our physical design. Like you look at a car and even if you don't necessarily know what it is, you can kind of like go around a little bit and go, okay, this is designed to get me from one place to another. Once you, you know, give it a few minutes, even if you came from another planet, you go, oh, this is some kind of traveling vehicle. It's going to take me from here to there. Similarly, the human condition, and we'll just focus on that, um, because since we are human, this is what we can describe from our personal observations. <laughs> um, we can see that Although there's a there are, If I may interrupt you, there are, there are YouTube videos of you know, of animals like helping each other out, like saving each other from oh, danger. Sure. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Yeah, right? there's, yeah, there's tons of that. But that's significant. It is. That tells it a is, lot. It is, but because we're not going to go talk to a koala bear and say, hey, don't give seasonally, you need to give year-round, I think really more the, <laughs> the focus is like in terms of humanity, what we can do as citizens of the world, how do we give? I never told you, and, and I never told our hearers, but... I actually communicate with koala bears <laughs> every on on the right f full moon of every of every second month. Dear listeners, he's joking. If you don't know Cyril's sarcasm by now, uh, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, go on, yeah, go on. No, then. so it's just like we have this function, right? We have this function to love, and our greatest satisfaction is in loving. And what is loving? Loving is giving. You know, and it doesn't mean that you're going to give to like I, like I said at the beginning. It's not, we're not giving to everyone in the same way. But be aware. Start being present. Start being conscious, and really start taking inventory. Not just personal inventory, but inventory around the people around you. And go, okay, well, what? How does this person function? Really get into who they are. You know and understand, okay, well, how can I give, how can I be of service, you know, to them to make, you know, make them feel better or to, to kind of ele help elevate them spiritually. And it's not about, again, we've talked about this. Where are they yeah, at? Just meet them where they're at and just encourage them to take the next step on the rung of the ladder. It's not about putting them in your position or your shoes. It's about helping them where they are and if you can give them a nudge up one rung of the ladder, then you've done an amazing service to someone. At least that's what I think. Yeah. Yeah, you've lived for others. Yeah. And the opposite is, you know, living for yourself. Like, okay, you know, I'm entitled to this, 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 mm -hmm. that. The world owes me, 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 me. You know, I'm going to put all my effort, all my money so that, you know, the, the winner at the end of the day is me. <clears throat> Even if that means, you know, ripping off, screwing others, you know, or worse. At the end of the day, you know, it's me, myself, and I, right? Yeah. And that type of mentality 
is the the antithesis the antithesis of giving and and we see like you know we see in in studies of sociology and and psychology or social psychology that this type of attitude is not sustainable and it it only brings frustration at the end yeah yeah would you say i i i would say that is uh a very provable concept you know selfishness ultimately creates dissatisfaction there's no satisfaction in selfishness you can see people that are incredibly successful materially and at the end of it all they they they've looked back and they've done studies on this and so many of these people that were so selfish in their careers and whatnot and in their life, they all said the same thing. They all came to the same conclusion. I wish I did things differently. I wish I loved more. I wish I gave more. I wish I didn't prioritize this stuff, which ultimately is meaningless. Like how many Ferraris I have in the garage (laughs) and how many houses I have around the world. And more like, I wish I focused on loving my children. I wish I focused on loving my spouse. You know, these types of things. And, uh, you know, it's, it's incredibly, it, it's funny. I, I look at it in two ways. One, it's a simple concept, you know, give to live, right? Like the Sammy Hagar song. Here we go. I'm throwing one out there. Sammy Hagar has a great song from the late 80s called Give to Live or mid 80s, something like that. It was called Give to Live. So you have to give to live. If you are not doing that, you will be dissatisfied. And I have yet to have met a single person that has had tremendous success in their life. And they said, oh, I'm so successful and I can't, I, I cannot have any regret and I am happy to be selfish and I'm happy to burn others mm. and hurt others. It makes me feel great. Nonsense. Because if you look at, uh, I'm going to use a very crude example here, but it's, it's applicable. If you look at some of the world's dictators, current dictators that exist today, let's look at, uh, you know, people that say, uh, as an example, in like Chechnya or North Korea or something like this, these guys have families. So they may be, in one sense, incredibly delusional in terms of what their position is in the world or how they're trying to intimidate others. But they have families. And their greatest joy is, in their mind, sharing their, their culture with their family, loving their children, loving their family, and also loving their country and what they're doing in their mind, in their opinion, to uplift one way or another their country. Now, it could be all ego, but their joy is still coming from, ultimately, how they're loving and how they are giving to somebody special to them. All right. You know, when I was like nine or eight, like my sister's 20 something, 20 plus years Mm -hmm. older, right? And she had kids pretty young. So I have a nephew, half nephew technically, who, um, who's like only a year and a half younger than me. And when we were kids, when he was like seven, I'd be like eight and a half. Um, during those 
you know, those three or four years, we were really close. We spent our summer holidays together and stuff. And so technically I was, I was, an, I was mm. his uncle, right? So I, I remember, so I spent my, my summer holidays in France. And in France, still today, there's a pretty famous brand of cookies called Pepitos. Pepitos, they're called. And there's actually a, a sort of a cartoonish guy with a sombrero and, and that's the brand. And, and they're like sort of uh, wafers or um, they're just kind of like flat, you know, wheat dry cookies with, 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 a, with a coating of, of black chocolate mm-hmm. on them, right? And there's 20 of them in each mm-hmm. bag. <laughs> and the reason I remember is because I would give my, my, my nephew Eric such a hard time you know, my dad would buy us a box of Pepito cookies and we're supposed mm-hmm. to share it, right? And I'd be like, like for, I, I would torture the poor kid for like a half hour. I'd be like, well, look, I'm your uncle. So I get 11 oh my and you God, get nine. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and he'd be like, no, 10, 10. And I'm like, okay, look, I'll give you, I'll give you nine and a half. And I get 10 and a half. Oh my goodness. And he'd like go into tears like, no, 10, 10, oh you know, God. and this would drag on. And we'd like literally like get into fistfights because of, because of that, wow. you know? So when you were talking about, you know, selfishness and wanting to, you know, to be the center and, and, and not want to give, <laughs> I thought of a great example that, that that's pretty close to mm. home, <laughs> which is me. <laughs> When I was at it, you see kids, I mean, I hate to say it because I don't want to be like cynical about children, but I think there's some truth. Like you see kids, a lot of them, like kids can be real vicious yeah. with each other, isn't it? Like totally not I, selfless. I, I think it's, it's rooted from the parents and how the parents are kind of sh- teaching them, you know, and showing them things. Mm. Like, I don't know, I'm not going to brag, but I'm going to. My kids are the sweetest, most loving children I could possibly encounter. They're giving, they're loving, they're empathetic, uh, they're compassionate, they always care about other people's feelings. Um, doesn't matter if it's an adult or another child, uh, you know, even when they've been wronged, they're like, it's okay, daddy, they didn't know better, or, you know, stuff like that. I'm like, oh my God, you're so sweet. Had somebody done that to me, I would have like, clocked them and knocked them out <laughs> so they definitely have in a certain sense a, a lot more um compassion than i do in certain ways um but yeah i, I really think that kind of stuff is it stems from the parents you know if the parents are selfish and self-absorbed uh and and just have like a, a negative bent to them the kids are gonna mimic that the kids yeah, will be the same they're gonna mimic that it's just like when you look at like what the, the point that you're making, and here's a excellent segue. So you're basically saying that my my, my parents were uh, yes because they gave you equal number of cookies. Uh, no, so look look at what, when you ever watch interviews with gang members or former gang members. There's an underlying thread that links them all together: a lack of love in the home a lack of typically a father. There was no father figure and there was no structure for loving and giving. And so they all say the same thing. I joined a gang because I wanted a family. I wanted a place where I could give love and receive love. And it wasn't like, oh, let's... So if you're a parent out there, 
You were saying? I'm sorry for interrupting you. I was just, you know, if yeah. you're a parent out there, then so it was just yeah, backing yeah. Up your no, point. if you're a parent out there, then psh, get with it. You know, love your children. Start giving. Giving starts. You know, start. You know, have you heard that saying? Think globally and act locally. I love yeah. that saying because that to me is like how we can give efficiently. You know, people are like going, oh, I need to help the, you know, Afghanistani women that haven't gone to school or something like this or, you know. No, hold on. Just start giving and start loving in your locale. How about making sure your house is straight? Making sure your, your home or whoever is around you in your immediate circle, is there enough love to go around? Are you giving not seasonally but throughout the year? Day to day, are you giving love, sharing love, and um, sharing that compassion with people and sharing some type of spiritual upliftment with the people in your immediate area, right? So you can think globally, I want more love in the world. I want more giving for the world. Well, then start by giving locally, right, in your immediate circle. I don't think people do that. And they can do that. You can do that if you're hearing this. You can do that by reminding yourself regularly that you're hardwired to give. Not only that, you know, and, 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 that, and, that's bec and, and that's why people are happier when they give than when they receive. So if you constantly remind yourself that, look, my nature is that of being selfless and giving. Um, as a small parenthesis, you shouldn't be foolish though. Like for example, if you're in a, if, if you're in a toxic relationship, right? And I don't know, some boyfriend or some husband abuses you physically and you're like, well, you know, um, I'm not this body, I'm a soul and I'm supposed to give. So I'm going to keep, you know, I'm going to keep, you know, allowing my husband yeah. to beat me. Like, no, right. Closing the princesses. But if you remind yourself regularly that your nature, your very nature is that of, of giving and being selfless, then you could just, you know, not be in the mood of like, okay, I'm just going to give, like you said, just, you know, on, on Christmas mm -hmm. holiday or on the holiday season, I'll be, I'll, I'm going to give my whole life. And what about this, Brian? What about the idea of, of giving one's entire life to, to the divine? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, okay, we're giving to the other, but what about giving like, you know, it's like self-giving, like in, in, in the whole lot, like I'm giving my entire existence you know, I'm not like giving up my free will and my intelligence and my, you know, my, 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 my ability to make intelligent decisions and, and, you know, my password <laughs> to my bank account, my bank account. But, but on a, on a sort of a deep consciousness level, something is to be said about giving one's very self to the divine. I mean, that's, that's yeah. beautiful, isn't it? Um, I think that concept is a very beautiful concept. At the same time, I think for many people, it can be a very intimidating concept because they think that, oh, if, if I'm giving myself to the divine, does that mean I have to be some type of ascetic or some type of monastic, right? Or, or right. none right. or something. Very much so. And right. that's totally. not really the concept. The concept of giving over and, you know, that kind of self-surrender has to do with 
creating a sense, a, a deeper sense of love, a love for, you know, divinity, a love for whatever you resonate with as the listener, whatever you personally, individually resonate with in terms of your, your divine connection. Tap into that because the more you give into that divine, unlimited nature, the more you're going to get out of it. Because that, that's the one thing that, if you think about it, that's the one thing that's an unlimited source. Spirituality and ultimately the divine, whatever that divine is for you, is unlimited. If we're going to go down that road of spirituality and, and divine consciousness and uh, as like some type of supreme being or supreme energy, that entity slash energy is unlimited. It's an unlimited source. And the relationship with... So tapping into that and giving into that, that's what, that's what uh, will fuel you like rocket, like rocket fuel. And it's not, what, I know we've talked about this before. It's not about, well, if I'm going to be giving to the divine spiritually, I better hand over my bank account to somebody or something or some entity. No. Start with like what we've talked about many times start with your uh, meditation that resonates with you start with some type of sacred literature that resonates with you connect get in plug in connect and start growing right today i was listening to a, a friend who has a youtube channel and he had some some thoughts on on the sort of the spiritual dimension or lessons that we can learn from the oh. world cup <laughs> And one of the points he made, which I found interesting, was that, you know, one of the themes that come up, come, that comes up in, in World Cup competition is the idea of fulfilling a dream. So specifically, you know, you've got whatever, Leo Messi, he had all these achievements, all these, these trophies, except, you know, the unfulfilled dream of getting the World Cup or getting, you know, winning the World Cup. So finally, you know, dream come true, he gets the World Cup, but then... My friend raised an interesting, an interesting, an interesting point. Okay, so then what's next? Like, mm -hmm. right? I mean, it's not to put down professional sports and, and and not at all. But the thing is, it's there are there are higher, more spiritual dreams yeah. to be fulfilled, yeah. right? And 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 therefore, and, and so the distinction between a, let's say, a material dream, however nice it may be, and we're not you know bashing anyone. The problem with them is that. Okay, once you if you achieve them, then what? They're they're sort of temporary by their very nature. Yes. Right? There's only like right? Whereas, like you very aptly said, I think, dreams or or, or, or goals of being, for example, spiritually selfless for the rest of your life, I mean, you've got an unlimited, you know, data bank to 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 tap into. You know, you've got a, a whole lifetime of, of, of opportunities to... So in other words, spiritual aspirations by their very nature are as exactly, as exactly you said, to use your exact word, are, are eternal mm -hmm. and infinite as opposed to temporary. And it really is the eternal that makes us happy. And that brings us back to, you know, who we are, theoretically. If we are, you know, if we are eternal beings who transcend... You know, the death, the death experience, right? If we as consciousness lives on after, you know, the flat line kicks in, then 
that must mean that our source of satisfaction must be some sort of act, some sort of function that is also infinite and eternal. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it's true. Um, the people, I think, just need to tap into that. I think we all need to start focusing in terms of how we can start to give from that spiritual perspective. And once we're giving to the divine, we're giving to ourselves as well. And... Yeah, when we, when we yeah. connect to our source, then... Then, then we yeah. can really be. Selfless. And then it becomes, it, then it becomes like uh, this kind of state of ever increasing ecstasy, right? That's kind of where we want to be. I mean, you see people where like they came from, like say a retreat, a spiritual retreat, and they're like completely blissed out. Yeah, and then it's gone, later. right? Because they're like whatever, whatever practice they had when they were in that spiritual retreat, they abandon it once they left. And then it's not there anymore. So, you know, not to say that that spiritual investment diminished, because what we've talked about in the past is there's no depletion of the spiritual bank account. But at the same time, if you want to continue to have that feeling, you know, you got to keep you got to keep pushing. You got to keep giving, give to the divine, give to you know your your immediate circle, right? Find out what what is necessary in terms of how you can be of service and you're going to be of service to in a variety of different ways to a variety of different people it's never it's never the same thing and even if you're all different because we're all different and, it, and we're all at different absolutely. levels of consciousness yeah. and evolution one person may want you to listen to them and one person may want you to listen to them and give them advice if you give somebody else the advice while you're listening they'll take offense the other person will say thank you. <laughs> so <laughs> start by listening and asking questions right. if that's what they want and go from there, right? Be an active listener. Don't just hear words coming out of somebody's mouth. Be an active listener and be able to engage them in uh, that proper service if that's what they need. Or maybe it is that person that does need some little nugget or gift once in a while. Gentlemen, if you're listening out there, and you have a significant other, and if they need flowers, you better sure as hell bring them flowers. If it's the type of person that needs a card or a little note, write that note. You know, it, obviously, when it's if you have children, I cannot emphasize this enough. This should just go without saying, but people need to remember this. Love them, adore them, push them, praise them, invest in them because that is the greatest gift you can give is that investment of love into your children because that's what's going to carry forward. That's carrying your legacy forward. You know, so this, we cannot look at this as a season of giving. That's for Amazon and Walmart and Target and whatever local store you have in your area because they just want you to buy shit. That's 99% of the time meaningless and useless. Yeah, we should, we should mold, or try to, try to get back to our, to our alleged original, you know, state of consciousness, our healthy state of consciousness, which is, ideally, an, a constant state of, of of, being ready to to, to love yeah, others, I mean, and serve others, 
And if, if we do yeah, that, giving is not seasonal. It's a state of being. It's a state, giving is a, is a constant state of existence, right? That's where you're going to get your deepest fulfillment is in that state of giving. And it's not one particular style of giving for every person and everything. So we're not trying to blanket and say, go out and do this. It's not what it is. This is your now, we collectively need to individually go out and start reflecting on what our needs are, personal needs in terms of how we need to give, what's going to resonate with us, what's going to resonate with our, our immediate circle, what's going to help us connect deeper to our divine representation, whatever that may be, so that we can continue to develop and ultimately all of us together make the world a better place. Any other thoughts, Cyril? Sounds beautiful. Well, I think we nailed it. I think we, we covered most angles. Love it. Not most. So we, we want to wish you all uh, peace and love and harmony, okay? Not just in this winter season, but at all times. We always mm -hmm. wish you all peace, love, and harmony. And never stop seeking, never stop growing. You know, we're here for you. You can always email us, shapingspiritpodcast at gmail.com. There's no charge to email or talk to us. There's no charge for questions. Let's get engaged. We all can be here to help each other and push each other and encourage each other to grow spiritually. And let us remember... <laughs> We are not matter, but we matter. Thank you very much, all you listeners. Have a wonderful, wonderful uh, day and a wonderful season. Ciao, ciao.